And welcome to Revolutions Per Minute, revolutionary sounds from around the world. Today uh, in our studio, we have our good friend Andre Stevens, who's going to be talking to us all about reggae. Right? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> apologies for the technical difficulties. Yes, and apologies for the technical difficulties. Uh, we continue to have those, but uh, this is going to be a great episode. We're going to be learning all about reggae. So why, why reggae? Why are we talking about reggae? What's the importance of yeah. reggae and politics? Yeah, I have some claim to fame because I am Jamaican. Um, <laughs> so I've been listening to reggae for a long time. Um, and reggae is a very sort of politicized genre. I, in fact, when I was thinking about the songs that I could select for today, um, what I think stood out most to me was how many different genres or versions of reggae exist. So when we talk about reggae, we typically think of any type of music that comes from Jamaica. But right. in fact, what mm. we're talking about are a f is a family of different genres. Um, mm -hmm. And so this list that I've curated is sort of just a sampler of some of the different Genre. genres uh -huh. um, with an emphasis on sort of 
the political spirit of Jamaica, I'd say, which ranges from um, nostalgia for a sort of Afrocentric redemption, um, sort of criticizing politicians, local politicians, corruption, crime, gang violence, that the politicians have been sort of intimately stoking mm -hmm. um, in their own interests. Um, and a lot of call for sort of equal rights, for justice. Yeah. Um, we have an anti-fascist sort of anthem that's in there. So, oh, yeah. nice. It's how appropriate after the State of the Union address know, last I night. I was, right. I was actually <laughs> thinking about that. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. that's great. And then <laughs> what, what can you tell us about the first two songs that you played? Yeah, yes. so I wanted to start with kind of the sort of Afrocentric um, focus because that was, in a sense, the earliest um, sound that came out of sort of Jamaica um, after the genocide of the natives who were on the island mm -hmm. um, and Africans were brought over as slaves. So 90% of the population is Afro-descendant, Afro mm -hmm. um, descendants of slaves. And the two sort of defining features of that are, <laughs> I think, you know, Banana Boat speaks to, it's a very well-known song because of... Um, well, uh, well, Harry Belafonte right. sings Harry it. Harry Belafonte <laughs> it was also um, sampled in that movie that's escaping me right now. Uh, I don't um, remember either. Anyway. <laughs> the movie that uh, Banana Boat was played in? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? I'm sure the listeners are like... <laughs> thinking of it right now but it's it's a very popular movie um, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. But oh Beetlejuice yeah. Be isn't also Harry Belafonte like a civil rights yeah exactly yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. so he's definitely a civil rights icon um, and Banana Boat is actually a song a traditional song that was sung by persons who were working um, to load bananas onto the boats um, and this was an economy that was essentially focused on a few um, cash crops, mm -hmm. and, you know, banana, sugar, um, and everybody worked in those industries. So um, this was sort of manual, brutal manual labor, and to pass time, people would um, sing. Yeah. Uh, the second song, Bongo Man, is uh, a song that is from the... So Banana Boat is from the mento genre. People often say it's Calypso, but in fact... It's uh, Mento, which is Calypso is from Trinidad, Mento is from Jamaica. Wow. Um, but, but, they're, but they're similar? They're, they're, they're similar. They're okay. similar, but different sort of historical trajectories. Sure. Um, Bongo Man is a Nyabingi song, and Nyabingi is very focused on drumming. It's a kind of Rastafari uh -huh. celebration and worship. So you got a kind of very religious sense from it yeah um yeah. and the drums are sort of the the core feature of that so um those are kind of the you know afrocentric sounds of jamaica and then we're going to transition into some more sort of classic reggae songs from the okay. ska reggae oh really okay okay type beats great um, where do we go now so the third song is called Israelites by Desmond Decker and this was actually one of the first really major reggae songs to make it bigger broad it has a very strong ska influence mm -hmm. and this was in you know in billboard's top 10 in 1969 in the u.s and also was number one in the uk and germany west west germany at the time and a bunch of other places 
And then the second song, Equal Rights, is by Peter Tosh, who was a part of Bob Marley and the Wailers, mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. the second uh, most well-known singer from the Wailers, and um, has a very sort of powerful anthem about um, fighting for rights and, and justice. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Go. Awesome. All right. Get up in the morning, sleeping for bread, sir, so that every mouth can be fed. Oh, 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 My tear up choices ago. I don't want to end up like Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, Israelite. After a storm, there must be a calm. If you catch me in a farm, you sound your alarm. Oh, Israelite. Stepping for bread, sir, so that every mouth can be fed. Israelite, sir. I said, my wife, I'm a kid to the back up and I leave me. Darling, she said that was yours to receive. Oh, me, Israelite, sir. Look, we took them a tear of choices to go. I don't want to end up like Bonnie and Clyde. After a storm, there must be a calm. If you catch me in the farm, you sound your alarm. Oh, Israelite.
tell you, is a Trenchtown experience. All the way from Trenchtown, Jamaica, Bob Marley Noel, come on!
And we are back with our stellar guest, Andre Stevens. Uh, but before, hola Pepe, ¿qué tal? <laughs> Hope, eh, cuidado al manejar. I'm telling him to be careful while driving. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, can you tell us a little about um, the presence of reggae when you were growing up? If there was a presence, if it was like something of... Um, in Jamaica, it's something that is like from the past or it still has a presence. And how did you come to know more about it? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I think, again, it depends on how you define reggae. Um, reggae, the sort of classic reggae with that chum 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 beat, um, which we just heard an example of, a couple examples of with Trench Stone Rock by Bob Marley and um, Peter Tosh's Equal Rights. Um, that reggae sort of waned, I think, in the 1980s. Mm. Um, and we saw a lot more influence from the dancehall scene. And dancehall is more akin to sort of rapping, dub, you know, spoken word, toasting. Um, those influences which existed in Jamaica before, but sort of had a resurgence. And then we saw, I think with just the era of the 1980s, uh, reduction in sort of revolutionary sounds and the introduction of what was called um you know smut music which is essentially just a hypersexualization of music and dance um and that really became a thing in the 1980s into hmm. the 1990s so um reggae sort of waned um it's now experiencing a resurgence and at the end we'll have some examples of um, how that resurgence is happening. Um, but it's so interesting that also, uh, like, the musical trajectory of, of reggae has always right. been um, being able to be, to be taken up in different spaces. And I think you were making the distinction between um, Calypso and the, the first song that we listened to, which, what, what, which was the genre? Um, mento. Mento. Uh, but say, as you're pointing out, in the 90s too, there's, say, the convergence of, of reggae and, uh, m like, raw rap in Puerto Rico that then becomes reggaeton, right, right. right? And so it's interesting how reggae has always been taken up in different places and then pushed to um, create different forms of cultural expression and so on and so forth. Yeah, it's amazing. There, reggae has been adopted by many... Um, you know, societies, cultures across the world, and they've sort of made it their own and created their own forms from it. And reggaeton is certainly one example of that. Yeah. And the other question that I wanted to ask you is if we could talk a little, I mean, you started mentioning a little bit about the politics around reggae and, and Jamaican music. Um, but if you could talk a little bit about the Rastafari movie, movement, uh, its relationship with uh, anti-colonial politics in Jamaica, the, the independence of Jamaica, what was, in a way, uh, the important role that Rastafari movement had in, in the transition from colonial to post-colonial Jamaica? Yeah, so um, Rastafari um, is a movement which emphasizes the divinity of um, Haile Selassie, who um, was the emperor of Ethiopia, um, certainly during the uh, period where there was a war with uh, uh, Italy. And Haile Selassie was 
Um, Ethiopia remains sort of the only country in Africa that was not mm. uh, sort of fully colonized. Um, and Haile Selassie and the Ethiopians had a victory over Mussolini um, wow. during the 1940s, which was seen by many in Jamaica as um, a sort of triumphal moment. Um, so the Rastas see uh, Africa in general as sort of the <coughs> home of um, to which they aspire. So they want to sort of go back to Africa. Mm -hmm. um, and tied into that is a whole set of politics around sort of black power and black nationalism, both, but with a very sort of spiritual nucleus. So uh, Rastas... Um, practically speaking, were the sort of preservers of Africanness and African identity and African pride in a society which, when it became independent, was trying very much to be anglicized and to sort of replicate Britishness as a way of being a sort of modern, successful nation. Hmm. Um, and so in the 1960s, um, 1940s into the 1960s, uh, Rastas were sort of systematically hunted down by the state. Wow. Um, many of them were, you know, they have that characteristic dreadlocks, um, were um, trimmed by the government. Hmm. Um, and even worse, there, was, um, there were examples of police killings. There was a famous massacre called Coral Gardens um, where many Rastas were killed. Um, and so it wasn't until the 1970s when... Uh, Rastas, um, through people like Bob Marley and the Whalers, got a sort of international prominence mm. as um, musicians that, after the fact, the state kind of appropriated reggae I and see. said, you know, this, this makes Jamaica, this sort of puts This is Jamaicanness. <laughs> yeah, we, this is our culture, we love this. Um, it's making money for us, and, you know. Um, so it was really th uh, through music that um, Rastafari was established in the Jamaican sort of collective um, conscience as, which Jamaica is a very sort of religious Christian society mm. um, as a part of who we are. Um, but it has been tremendously successful since then. I think a lot of um, young people um, have very sort of Rasta-focused expressions. Um, it's very common and accepted in daily life today. Um, and it really is the way of preserving sort of Africanness or an African identity hmm. um, in Jamaica. Great. Thank you for that. Sure. Um, so before we continue with our music, we have to, as always, say hi to our all of our listeners. So... who. Uh, Let's say hi to Alan Michael. Hello. Hi, uh, to our folks, friends in uh, the Labor Center. That's right. Um, and to, because they're getting jealous, that I always say only hi to Pepe, <laughs> but to Josefa, Margarita, and all the way from Berlin, Josh as well. Nice. Okay, so what are we going to listen to now? Okay, so uh, we're going to listen to some dub poetry, um, which is sort of a spoken word slam uh, genre, uh, and uh, a tune that I really love uh, by Linton Kwesi Johnson called Fight Them Back. This is an anti-fascist tune that was very popular with Antifa in Europe 
and in fact Fight Them Back gave its name to one anti-fascist movement in Australia and New Zealand. Um, so this was a very popular song. And then another example of dub that is somewhat abstract, more contemporary, um, by a group that is, um, who are friends of mine actually. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, called Rise Above Profanity. And I think that's just a brilliant commentary on sort of violence and war in the modern era. Okay, okay let's go.
Tell me a little bit more about um, sort of sort of the state violence in uh, Jamaica, because oftentimes when we think about Jamaica, we think about the sun, the beaches, tourism, reggae, Bob Marley. 
we rarely really know too much about the state violence, let alone what it is like to live in Jamaica. So could you talk us, uh, tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so Jamaica is a you know, post-colonial society, very unequal um, in the distribution of wealth. And um, like so many other places, um, in 1962, um, we got, well, we got independence, and uh, with that came the right to vote, um, which actually happened in the 1930s, universal adult suffrage. But the sort of economic rights were not <laughs> similarly um, equalized. And so we have a situation where persons can vote, but certainly persons don't share in the wealth and resources of the economy. And um, is the economy driven more by tourism? Is that what's causing a lot of the stratification? Lot by tourism. The banking in, um, industry is huge. Um, and there is a small group of elites or usually sort of mixed race um, or, you know, immigrants who came later who had different sets of laws applied to them who have been successful in sort of um, owning the economy, so to speak. Um, but what happened with politics was in the 1930s when it became clear that we were going to get independence and we got that in 1962, um, political, two political parties emerged. Um, Ironically, they were formed by cousins, so um, <laughs> who were very distant from each other, um, who were from that sort of post-colonial elites. Um, and they quickly realized that a good way to, um, I'm skipping over tons of history here, but a good way of winning votes was to sort of arm thugs in mm. you know, inner cities um, in order to enforce um, the rulership that they wanted and to sort of coerce people to go to the polls for them. And once they won power, they would you know, build these sort of housing projects and fill those projects with their supporters, hmm. um, which we have termed in Jamaica garrisons. <laughs> so we wow. have these garrisons that are essentially huge communities of thousands upon thousands of people who all support one political party. Wow. And what happens when oh. you have one garrison beside another? In a fact, lot of, yeah. Clashes. Um, so there was a lot of gang violence um, that was associated with politics. And politicians, even to this day, are, remain closely aligned to major um, gangsters, drug dealers. I mean, all gangs in Jamaica have some kind of political affiliation. <laughs> um, and in the 1980s, when the drug trade became... Um, more common, you know, that shipment between Colombia and the U.S., Jamaica was a major transshipment point. That also created a boon because that gave incentives to these gangs to sort of be involved in drugs and gun trading. Um, and, of course, the politicians took that because, you know, they were making money from it and also winning elections. Um, so we really have a situation in Jamaica where Unfortunately, politics has um, been the incubator for violence, popular violence. And, um, uh, you know, Jamaica has one of the highest murder rates in the world. Really? Um, wow. Because of that. And it's, it's a very unfortunate, you know, reality. Yeah. Um, huh. Jamaican life. Interesting. Yeah. I had no idea that it was so bad there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, 
And can you talk a little bit more about what songs we have coming next in terms of how it might relate to some of these issues that you just talked about? Right. So we have one song by Kabaka Pyramid called No Capitalist. And this song is both sort of a critique of local capitalists and mm -hmm. the narrative of development that has been given to poor countries, which is that you need sort of to focus on foreign direct investment and big business. Um, and this is and also associated with some of the IMF right. loans and all that stuff, and I so imagine. And it also invokes the IMF um, and their sort of plan for Jamaica. And the argument there is that, you know, really we just want to have a sustainable, sane, <laughs> you know, local form of development that doesn't involve necessarily destroying the environment and enriching the rich. Um, and the second song... Um, that we'll probably end on is called Revolution. And it's a song by Dennis Brown um, from the 1980s. Um, and just a powerful and reflection on sort of what it takes to lead a revolution and to be involved in revolutionary thought. Awesome. Thanks. And uh, next week, please tune in again for Revolution, Revolutions Per Minute, Revolutionary Sounds from Around the World at 10 a.m. on Wednesdays. What are we doing next week? Uh, next week is going to be about love and politics. Oh, love and politics. Okay. In, in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in line of uh, Valentine's Day next next week. But Oh, and then this week also it corresponds to International Clash Day, which is on favorite um, my favorite, favorite band, <laughs> which is on uh, February 7th. But the Clash also um, builds a lot on reggae roots, um, and they use a lot of reggae in their music, a lot of ska as well so it's quite appropriate that we have reggae this week yeah indeed so hasta la próxima semana and we're gonna close with two more songs okay all I hear them as about war and crime and pollution and them economical solutions sure we know one no capitalists I have sussed them out with I'm and Chalice. And we no want no big business plan. We no want no promise from the UN. Hear me now. Just take a look how the world is. It's a handful of man run the world business. For 2,000 years, them have planned this. It's so deep, them no care if me sang it. Them deep with science and I use it against we people say we men figure through this. But poverty is no accident. They mashing up the world with them roads and cement. We no want no capitalists. I assess them out with I'm and Charlie. When me on ya, and we no want no big business plan. Never know. No more promise from the U.S. Once again, yo, them no sister that them killing us rapid. Filling up crap with them stimulus package. Pharmaceutical greening up happy through the supermarket. Only fill up with acid. Them said them can't afford to plant it. When we competing with the overseas market. Miss Effie, that's where the IMF can chuck and free up the youth. Make them try and get punch up. But we no want no capitalists. I assess them out with I'm and Charlie. No, 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 no. We no want no big business plan. 
from the US. Hey, hey, hey. When everything gets so commercial, the progression of evolution take a reversal. We used to be spiritual people now. Fit the money, some do literal evil things. Man, a lot of our people things. Some stealing rings and chains, hoping that things will change. But it will all remain the same if the Babylon still around. Rasta no one no capitalist. No, no, no. I assust them out with I'm and Charlie. Yeah, yeah. And we no one no big business plan. And we no one no promise from the UN. Never know. Kabaka Pyramid, Chimney Records.
Love, 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 love. 